Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to BadlandsFood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. What's up, everybody? We're going to have a fun show today. Before we get started, let me say hi to everybody, starting out with my cool, outrageous man about town coast, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, everybody. We look retarded. How come we look retarded? We look like puppets. <laughs> why, are, why are our heads jumping around? Because that was from the music. Oh, please, aim that monitor at me. I can't, I can't believe what we look like. <laughs> Why are we bouncing? That's because you were bouncing for the show, for the music. It's never, a, there's a delay. I will never bounce again. There's a delay. Anyway, God, say like hi because we got to keep going. Uh, hi. I look like I'm on marijuana, no, which is don't. going to be my opening conversation. <laughs> then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Jimmy Star He's- listeners? He switched to the camera in the computer as opposed to the other camera, oh, so we're just going to go with that for today. I was what wondering why you got looks- so big. Yeah. yeah, the close-up is nice. People don't want to see our fat bellies. They want to see our old, ugly faces. Then we got a chat room full of people. <laughs> so what's up, everybody in the chat room? Let's give some shout-outs. 
I, I think one of these people is probably goddess. So hi, goddess. We got Irish Ginger in the in the chat room from the Irish Ginger Show. Mondays at three o'clock on W4CY. Looks like Czar Drew is in the uh, house. So hello, Czar Drew. We've got Iris from from Germany. Hello, Iris. Love you, Iris. Let's see. I guess that's all I see for right now. I don't know if there's other people that's going by too fast. But hello, everybody. We got a fun show for you today. Roll that screen down. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm so used to working with a TV monitor in a professional studio that sometimes I get a little professional here. Okay. All over the pages, all over the TV. Marijuana. Medical marijuana. Big thing on television I just finished watching a little while ago. Medical marijuana for those that are ill is legal in a place called Garden City, Colorado. Now, medical marijuana is for those that are ill. They showed us film of all the people buying medical marijuana. I would say they were between 20 and 30. All healthy looking and very vibrant and smoking from bongs and all kinds of things, which means that they're potheads. So now we've made it legal in Colorado, parts of Colorado, to buy marijuana. Let's watch the auto accidents go up because now we're going to have everybody loaded. I did a joint years ago when I was about 26 years old. And my friend Evelyn, uh, who was a white blonde with a pair of knockers on her like a stripper, sexiest broad in the world she was straight but liked to go to gay bars so we're driving and i'm driving and we're going off to a gay bar called the uh, glass door out on long island and i was at a traffic light that seemed like it was three hours long and then finally we drove now evelyn said we're lost so we have to go to a diner to a telephone because we didn't have cell phones back in 1963 and four and five well, we saw the diner. People were looking at us. So Evelyn and I started crawling on the floor. This is a true story. And she crawled up to a jukebox and thought it was a cigarette machine because she wanted a pack of cigarettes. So this goes to show you what medical marijuana does to people that don't smoke it much. Now we got to the gay bar and one of the bouncers said, you guys don't look like you belong here because we were smashed out of our bird. And uh, back in those days, they didn't want anybody doing drugs in a gay bar because when the cops came in every night to watch us, they, you know, they didn't want another reason to be uh, busted. My feelings are that marijuana absolutely changes who you are, what you think, and what you can do. Some people who smoke it, in, you know, forever do very well on it, and they can create better on it. But those kids that do a, a joint like we did, we smoked a whole joint, and it was supposed to be good shit, too. Uh, <laughs> supposed to be, yeah. Well, that's what they said. You know, it was supposed to be sprinkled with some other crap. I forgot what they put LSD in it or some shit. Anyway, it was like a bomb. And, of course, Evelyn and I had the best time in our lives. We danced all night long, and she always loosened her bra straps so her tits would shake more. And when she danced, <laughs> she swung those 42 Ds around like crazy. Oh, by the way, 42 Ds on a size 6 body, and they were real. And she was gorgeous. She looked like Anita Ekberg. That's so funny. Anyway, we had a good time. But I don't know what my feelings are on medical marijuana. I would I like it. But wait a second. I would like it if they took the stuff that got you stoned out and I had the benefits of the weed itself. Because I do have aches and pains and issues with living in the Northeast with the cold, damp, you know, winter weather. How do you <laughs> feel about medical marijuana? marijuana folks should it be just for people who need it 
these kids in Colorado did not look ill to me, and they were having a party. They were smoking up clouds and clouds of marijuana. I don't I think, think like that, people who have cancer and stuff like that. I think it's like can be really yeah, good. Yeah, but, but I didn't see anybody in there that looked like they had cancer. But I've seen documentaries of people who have cancer. I saw all it. kids with rings in their nose, tattoos, <laughs> hats on backwards. So maybe know. not for that one. I'm I mean, probably the only person in the world who's over 50 years old who's never smoked a joint ever in his entire life. I've indulged in the plant from time to time, but it was always in a house, and it usually somebody was, said, "Why wear a bra?" <laughs> oh, that was like, <laughs> I think that's goddess. Goddess, if that's you, let you me know, know that's you. Goddess, Love you, goddess. Goddess, she would wear a white sweater, skin tight, with a black bra. Okay, that's that's what she did about whoever that is who said it. Said it should just be for everyone. Otherwise, if you're gonna make right. it legal, I mean, make Evelyn, it for Evelyn and I, Evelyn and I were walking down in the village, and we passed a strip show, a strip place, and they had a sign hiring. So I said to the guy who was standing outside smoking, I said, listen, why don't you hire Evelyn? This is my friend Evelyn. She'd make a great stripper. The only problem is we'd have to use hubcaps for pasties. And that joke went down the line for a lot of years. Everybody used to tease Evelyn. Hey, Ev, hey Edge, we used to call her. Hey, Edge, what about your hubcats? hubcaps? Anyway, um, I think it's wonderful as a medicine, as a recreational thing. I think it's fun if you do it in your house and you're staying in your house. Please don't get behind a wheel when you're loaded out of your bird and you forget you're driving and you think you're in a garden somewhere with somebody you love floating in amongst lilacs. Okay, so here, uh, so we got a good show for you guys today. Number one, we've got uh, Michael Musto coming on. He's super, super you know well known Michael. in the. Everybody knows him. He's super well known in the gay world also. And then well, we wait, have wait. Michael used to be the critiquer of film. He and the other guy would. I, for, I forgot the other one. He died. The guy died. No, he didn't. Wasn't he? With, what's his name? Michael. No. Michael had a TV show where he would critique shows. I mean, he, no, he writes. He does the critique. No, I'm going to ask him when, when Michael comes on because Michael's been around New York like the Statue well, he wrote of Liberty. For the, he was a writer for the Village Voice for 30 years. And I, I know. I mean, he's been around since you know gay was invented. There you go. Then we've got actor Jason Finney coming on, and uh, we met him last weekend at the Macabre Fair Film Festival. Macabre Fair Film Festival, yes. Macabre Film and Festival. It'll be a lot of fun. And girls, girls, plug in the vibrators because he is gorgeously sexy and hot. And the gays are going to scream because I scream when I see him. I think he's one of the sexiest people I've ever met in my life. I mean, he's got an unusual face. It can scare you into an orgasm. That's the kind of face he's got. You got to like I him. hate my hair. Would you look at my hair? <laughs> Don't worry I, my mother used to wear it like this. Oh my! I look like my mother. All right, so hang on. I got I've got something I want to like bring up. So all right, everybody. So everybody who's on Twitter, you guys uh, know that I'm on Twitter like all the time. And there's two accounts I'd like everybody to follow and and become a part of. The first one, the name is of the lady is Linda Riley, and her Twitter handle is Linda Riley eight L I N D A R I L E Y eight. And her campaign, which we would also like you to follow, is No to LGBT Hate. And it's at N-O, the number two, LGBT Hate. Basically, she's got a thunderclap campaign going on where if everybody signs up for it at a certain time on a certain date, it's going to send out millions of tweets to, for Twitter to do something. Um, basically, the whole campaign is for Twitter to act against individuals and organizations who spread vile homophobic biphobic and transphobic hate speech across Twitter and incite violence against the LGBT community and the LGBT community wants Twitter to, to have that stopped. And you so we want we want so we want everybody one, to baby. join this and 
and, uh, and and get behind this. You can go to know to lgbthate.com. It's a real, she's a really great lady. I've been talking with her on Twitter. Actually, I was introduced to her from Zar Drew, and it's a really great campaign. All the biggest celebrities are all like backing her up on it. And so please go to know to lgbthate.com. Dot com and sign up for the Thunderclap campaign. You can only do it if you have a Twitter account, I think, uh, but it's very, very easy to do, and it's a very important topic. And on another hand, we want to say Duck Dynasty is getting canceled in April. It'll be over in April because that's one of the people who spread hate against uh, the LGBT community. So, yay. You know, there's too much hate going on in this world right now. I stopped doing Facebook. I only go in to look at my friends to see what's going on, and I post things that Jimmy and I do. But I refuse to become a part of the hate Donald Trump or this propaganda that's going on against the world, against Democrats, against Republicans. You know, we're all people. We're all the same people. And I don't understand why politics should make friends lose friends. And all I read is people writing, well, I just cleaned out the swamp. I got rid of everybody that doesn't like Trump. Or I just cleaned out the swamp and got rid of everybody who doesn't like Jane Fonda, who's been shooting her big fat mouth off. Jane Fond is 112. We had to put up with her in the Vietnam War when she was a communist. Now, I don't know what Jane Fonda is. I love her as an actress. I think she's phenomenally beautiful for her age. And I love her show, her TV show. But Jane, go back in the box. Nobody cares about your politics. Why are you out there starting trouble? There are fans of yours who do everything you say. And all this hatred you're spending, and you and that stupid Bill Maher, that homosexual bastard. I mean, that closet <laughs> faggot better come out of his closet and stop goofing on gay people. He's a pothead. He's loaded all the time. He's a jerk. Bill Maher is a jerk. He's a troublemaker, and he shouldn't be on the air. And I wish Donald Trump audits him for the rest of his life. I hate when, when people start trouble among people. Troublemakers. Remember when you were young? And they were in your crowd, and you'd say, oh, don't hang out with that one. That one's a troublemaker. Well, today, troublemakers are like God. You know, <laughs> stop it. Stop it. We're Americans. Every one of us are Americans. No matter who we are, who we screw, or what color we are, we're still Americans. Actually, hold on. I want to just make a correction, too, because I'm being told in the, that you guys can actually uh – you can actually do the no to lgbthate.com thunderclap campaign if you have a Facebook account, an Instagram account, or a, or a Twitter. No, a Facebook, Twitter, or a Tumblr account. So please sign up, everybody. It's a really important cause, and I think that you know there's like a church on Twitter that used to follow me and send me nasty things, and I just blocked them. But but they they write the most terrible things, you know, uh, against the gay community, and I think it's just unbelievable. Okay. When I was young, everything was love. Peace and love. We were all running around singing and dancing, loaded, singing about peace. Love your brother. Love your country. And not really that. At that point, we really weren't too thrilled with our country because the politics stank in those days. The president was rotten. I forgot who, what president do we have? I forgot. I forgot who the bastard was anyway. But anyway, we were all trying to overcome what was going on with black people, the prejudice, the, the black bathroom, the white bathroom. Well, we got over that hump. Black people are equal to all of us. We're all equal to each other. Stop the nasty. Don't tell me to move it up because this is very important. I know, but we got to go. We got to call. What, 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 Jason will agree with me. Please, everyone, stop the hatred for Republicans or Democrats. They're your friends. They're your family. They're your fellow man. They fight in wars for us. They die for us. Goddesses were some of the most beautiful people on the planet. Thank we you, are, Goddess. We are. I mean, look at the, the new, beautiful, gorgeous first lady. 
She's magnificent. She's more beautiful than Jackie Kennedy ever was. She's the most gorgeous woman ever to be in the White House. And fashion and clothes. I mean, I don't know what she's like as a person. She could be a dumbbell for all I know. But she sure is a beautiful model. And a nice thing for the world to see. Like all those people wrapped in curtains. They could see this. And maybe they want to ditch the curtains and look like women. So maybe this girl will help the world to dress better. Hey, Meg. Meg's in the chat room. <laughs> hey, Meg. I have to call you, baby. All right. So we're going to call. Hey, Chad. Hi, Captain. Chad, how are you, Chad? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Did you have a good weekend? I did. And we had, uh, we had a few gigs and I had a day off, but uh, it was well balanced. Had a good time. Did you make money to pay yourself back for that ridiculous New Year's Eve that you did? Five thousand dollar New Year's Eve. You know, I still can't get over it. I was eating the other day and I choked on my sandwich thinking about it. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I said to Jimmy, he's out of his friggin' mind. Who spends five thousand bucks on a girl to go out? You've been banging up for years for nothing. What you had to give a five thousand dollar? No, I, sp I spent twenty five hundred to sit in the front row for the ba for the Backstreet Boys, so I can't. Well, you're really a talk. sick queen. We know that. I mean, you're, you're a demented faggot. Hang on, we have to make a call though. Chad, can you call our first wait, guest? Wait, I wanted I to can. say something. And I wanted to say something, and I forgot. That's okay because we got a call. Is that Jason? No. Who? Michael Musto. Oh, Michael. Let's get Michael on the air. He's fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, everybody. Michael's cool. Michael's been around, like I said, like the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> you might not like that. <laughs> That's not right. Why, why am I off camera? I hate this show, you know. I go crazy. You're not the there. Show. This is where you are. Well, you got to scoot over more. Well, well where, I, I don't like being half on camera. I know. Well, you have to scoot over. It's because oh, you're using, this is the camera. It's too close to well, us. Well, otherwise, we're ruby red. Well, we, we can't have do to anything. move over, too. I can't, because otherwise, I'm not in the picture. Oh, shit. Here. Oh, I hate this. I want to be in, on television, in real television now, world. Do you have another two inches you can move over? Two yeah. inches does make a difference. <laughs> oh, my. What happened? Oh. No, I'm just, oh, my, and his comment. Oh, okay. Well, you know, two inches less is not good. Two inches more is better. Got you, Ron. There you go. He's there, though, isn't he? I saw him oh, right on my Michael, screen. Michael, where, oh, there is, we go. Right. Here we go. where is your baby? Hey, baby. Hey, baby, you see me? Uh, well, almost. Oh, there we go. Now I see you. All right. There you is. Chad, why do I have a re... Oh, no, no. So it went away. Hey, Michael, how you doing? Well, I'm very sad that Mary Tyler Moore just died. Her show was my favorite sitcom oh, of all time. Oh, you're kidding. So, that's terrible. Yeah. Yes. Eight I years met old. her. I met Mary Tyler Moore years, 100 years ago, <laughs> and she was the sweetest lady and very charming and very happy, smiling and huggy. I met her in like 1906 or something. <laughs> okay. You were 60 years old. Well, everybody wanted her to be Mary Richards, and nobody could be Mary Richards. That's a perfect person. No, you know what? I think she was kind of that way uh, when I met her. I met her in New York City in the restaurant, and I forgot the name of the restaurant, but it's closed now. Um, oh, what the hell was it called? That's okay. We have to like do an introduction first so we can Yeah, We're going to do that now. We, we do the bullshit in the beginning to get to know each other. <laughs> now we're going to do the show. We want to make sure that we can see you. So, all right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. The incredibly fabulous Michael Musto. Hello and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Let me introduce you around. First, we got our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Hi. I've never had you. <laughs> Maybe so in 1906. Why, you, why, why are you thanking me? <laughs> I didn't thank you. I just... <laughs> then we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, Michael. Pleasure to have you. Welcome. Oh, it's nice to be had. And then we see that <laughs> I, I knew it. I knew it. Then we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hi, chat room. Let's there get you clean. go. 
Uh, we don't have to oh, keep, it clean. keep it clean. Oh, we never keep it clean. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, listen. I saw you at uh, what do you call it's party, Aaron's party. Didn't I see you at Aaron's party down the village? No, no, it wasn't Aaron's. It was um, Randy. Who was whose party? Randy from the Village People's, where you met him. Yeah. Yes. I, I remember forgot. Randy Rhodes. What, what's Randy's last name? I forgot. Oh, no. Randy Jones. 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 Right, there you right, go. Right. Randy Rhodes. You, what is this? The early onset Alzheimer show? Yeah, Randy. Oh, honey, <laughs> Randy Rhodes is Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> I got news. It's actually not that early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. I built New York. I'm 76 years old, and I used to lay the cobblestones down in Greenwich Village. <laughs> <laughs> well, I threw the first brick at Stonewall. I was on the Titanic. I was also at Stonewall, but not that incident, but a different I was incident. there the other night. <laughs> <laughs> it's Did fabulous. <laughs> Did you throw any bricks? No, I, I didn't get drunk. I don't drink. <laughs> Good for oh, you. I don't drink now, wait, either. Michael, you got to clear something up. I said to Jimmy that you had a TV show where you critiqued movies, I believe. Was it right? Well, yes, I'm on the Logo channel, which is the gay channel. Big surprise. And it's called Cocktails and Classics. We sit around and watch Value of the Dolls and Mommy Dearest, and we make fun of them and celebrate them and act them out. And I so. love that show. I've seen it a couple of times, and I really do love it. It's a Thank funny you. show. You know what it is? It's olden day gay high camp. It Remember is. The high it is. camp of, of my day, I, I'm from the 60s, late 50s, early 60s when I was young. And camp was the thing. We used to tease each other like, you know, Miss Thing, May Ling, get over here, Mary, shit like that. Today, oh, yeah. gays don't do that because they think it's faggy. They all want to well, be. Back then, you know, we didn't have rights. It, you're talking about even before the Stonewall riot. Oh, way before. Um, it was very underground. It was exciting to be gay, but it was very dangerous. And gay people needed lingo and other things like that to bond and to find each other. Now you just go on Grinder and you find each other. No, now they all. <laughs> he now, doesn't know what that no, is. No, I don't. Now, now, now they all want to be butch. They have beards. They wear jeans. They wear I have en- beard. Wait, they wear engineer shoes. They wear plaid shirts. They walk around. I don't say those fairy things. Well, those are the lesbians. Wait, wait a minute. Wait. Then you get these. No, no, but now they want to assimilate. Everybody wants to assimilate. We we want our place at the table. We have equal rights. It's important to keep a little difference. I don't want to be like everybody else. Talking about these butch flannel shirt guys, you get them home, they throw their legs up so high they make holes in the ceiling. I mean, give me a break. Everybody's pretending to be so macho, you know, no femmes, no fats. And then they're the first ones to throw their legs in the air. In my day, when we used to go to a gay bar called the Fawn, down in the village, the, the bottom girls would look pretty with flower shirts and the butch <laughs> tops would wear jackets. So at least when you met, you knew who was who. You didn't have to say, are we Kai Kai Queens or what? You know, what's going to be here? So well, the world is now, But versatile basically means they're bottoms. They're all bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like porn stars. If you ever do have sex with these people, which I never do, they're all porn stars. They're very acrobatic and they're very experienced. <laughs> it's like, where did they learn this stuff? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, we got to love it. Yeah, well, well, everybody, you know, uh, our very dear friend who you know also is, <laughs> if I can remember. Oh, Eileen. Eileen, Eileen Shapiro. Yeah. I love Eileen Shapiro. She said that you're a great interview and you're a lot of fun. And she was 100% right, Michael. Thank you. So let's, 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 get, out, get Out Magazine is one of the few gay magazines left in New York as far as the bar magazines. Yes. Uh, Next Magazine folded and things are, you know, things are changing. Get out, Mag- 
acting. I actually like worked with Mike Todd in Florida. Yeah. We worked together for like seven years at a retail establishment, a big retail establishment in Florida. And then he left to come up to New York and and I'm su- super happy that it's all going so well for him. And we were actually we were like one of the cover people last year. I forgot what month, but uh, like I like anybody who's named after one of Liz Taylor's husbands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he likes anything named after one of Liz Taylor's husbands. <laughs> well, that's every name. <laughs> so let's tell everybody a little bit. For anybody who doesn't know who you are, let's just give uh, let's yeah. give a few con- credential things for you. First of all, um, you well, wrote- let me say something that he won't say. There is society in New York's gay world, and I would say that Michael is probably one of the leaders of that society. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Well, I've always celebrated the gays, LGBT, the underdog, the outcast. To me, those are the celebrities of New York. Well, well, you in doing so, you became one of the highest celebrities in New York, aside from me, of course. <laughs> We're about equal. Mike's We're not about laughing. <laughs> Michael's not laughing. Well, no, I don't think you're any less uh, successful than I am. I, I'm, I'm not the. Uh, this is the top of uh, the social ladder. I don't think so. But uh, when, when I lived, well, when I lived in Manhattan, I impersonated Jane Russell, and I was all over the city, all over every poster, every brick wall, every abandoned building had my poster on. Well, no, I like it though. So let, let, let me tell people a little bit about you. First of all, uh, you're very well known for your writing. You wrote for the Village Voice for 29 years. I think now you still write for the Village Voice now too, don't you? That three years ago I was laid off, but now there's a new owner who cares about the voice. Is not sleazy. He's pumping money into it, and I'm back as a correspondent. So things are there good. Go. For you. Good for you. We need you back. You Michael. write. You write for Out.com. Yes, I have a weekly column. Musto the musical. And I, the musical. and I read you because we get out uh, because of Jimmy's friend. And then, because of Jimmy's friend, well, we then don't you, pay for it. you write free anyway, but he sends it to us. <laughs> then you have, uh, <laughs> he, he writes for paper, Ma- you write for paper magazine. You're a pop culture commentator on CNN. I like all the pop culture stuff. And you do logos, cocktails, and classics, which is something that everybody's got to watch. It, watch it once. I guarantee you, you'll be watching it all the time. It's addictive. And you're they, an actor. Wait, 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 wait. They are so <laughs> funny on that show. And the way they camp and go, it's like years ago. It's a fabulous show, folks. Oh, thank so, you. Uh, so we also had we had uh, the 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 cast of Vamp Bikers Vamp Bikers Trace on the other day or like a couple weeks ago I guess before Christmas and so I know you're like kind of like an actor because I went on your IMDb and for someone who doesn't identify so much as an actor you have a lot of credits. <laughs> well, they cast me in this movie. It's the third part of a trilogy. It's like The Godfather or Lord of the Rings, but it's Vamp Bikers. <laughs> <laughs> and I play Hedda Hopper, and I think I'm better than Helen Mirren as Hedda Hopper. I really do. And halfway through the filming, I was I remembered, oh, Hedda Hopper wore hats. I should start That's wearing That's right. She wore crazy hats. So the first half of the movie, you might not see me in a hat. But we had fun. And then I started singing with Screaming Rachel and Kayvon Zan, this club promoter, uh, as a scene for the movie, which mercifully didn't get in. But we were singing I Love the Nightlife. And Rachel was like, oh, you can actually sing. And I was like, yeah, I used to have a band. It was called Michael Musto oh. in the Mud. It was fashioned after Diana Ross and the Supremes. <laughs> and we used to sing old Motown songs in a campy gay manner. How come I missed that? What year was that? That was from like 1980 to 85. Oh, because I was already out of that. You were on drugs. I was into old age. You were at Betty Ford. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't at Betty Ford. But I was just into a whole different world. But uh, were you around in the late 60s? I was in school and I wasn't out yet. I was a kid, you know. Oh, see that? I went to Columbia in the 70s, and then when I came out, I came out of the closet with a vengeance. So you missed missed the really really great gay people. 
there were some fabulous gay people around. The drag queens were supreme in those days because they didn't look like idiots or clowns. They looked like real women, and they performed in their own voices. They didn't lip sync. So the shows were fabulous down at the club at 82. You've heard of the 82, haven't you? Oh, yeah. But back then, I mean, it was so oppressive to be LGBT that a lot of the drag queens were trying to pass as women. They were going for realness because they were living the fantasy. They wanted to escape who they were. Drag now, like I say, we're more accepted. Drag queen is now more performance art. They're dressed like clowns because they're putting on a show. It's not just trying to pass for a woman. Yeah, but for me, it's lost the art of drag because drag was supposed... When you did... Uh, what show do we do? Town and Country in Brooklyn was a big, fabulous nightclub. And I was one of the, the, the boy-girl dancers because I was very young and very skinny and very pretty. And uh, I didn't like it because at the end of the show, we had to unhook our bras to show people that we were flat-chested men. Oh. That's how good the performers were. And that was the thing. They throw in two or three real women and the audience would have to guess who the gay, gay guys are and who the women are. And they sometimes never did. It was always they thought the guy. So the art of drag to me They do is, that on The View. They do that on The View. No, oh, okay. yeah, they do. do I don't, they, they, no, they did that on some show before. I've seen that before, though, where they did that. Yes, which one oh, is it's, an, it's an old act. You know, uh, Gypsy lives out in Palm Springs, and I lived in Palm Springs. You remember Gypsy, the famous Gypsy? No. no, he doesn't. Oh, you don't know Gypsy? She's made many movies with Anne Bancroft in To Be or Not To Be or whatever that was called. She's a great, great drag. And she's back performing at 82 years old. And I'll tell you, she looks more like a woman now than she ever has because she shrank, she got wrinkled, and she looks like an old broad trying to look sexy. Oh. So, no, it's a wonderful, she should, you know. She should move to Boca Raton. Yes, that's where we're from. No, 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 no. Palm, Palm Springs is big. Palm Springs. I, I, I'm, I'm friends with Flawless Sabrina, who was the MC in the movie The Queen. Remember the famous legendary documentary? Sure, about yes. of course I do. Actually, yeah. you've been in a lot of like kind of kind of legendary documentaries yourself, because uh, like uh, I mean, every documentary. You, you're in a, that, I couldn't believe you're how many. You're an icon in that. But because, like, I I, because I was there for everything from disco to act up activism era, and I'm sober and I remember everything. And everyone else is gone, or they're in a loony bin, or they can't remember anything. Well, Party Monster well, was a great documentary, in. and you're in I Am Divine, and that was a great documentary. And yeah. I knew Divine. The guy who did I Am Divine, Jeffrey Schwartz, uh, is doing a movie about Alan Carr, who was the famous producer. I'm in that as well. He hey, was did, the you guy ever, did you ever meet Divine? Captain. Did Sorry. you ever meet Divine? Oh, yeah, I met Divine. I've yeah. met him many times, many times, out of dread. He, he was a little bitter. Well, she was a nasty bitch when she drank. <laughs> you know, I mean, she, she wasn't all peaches and cream. She she had an edge. <laughs> no, she had an edge. As so did uh, what's his name, who was a very dear friend of mine. Uh, oh Jesus Christ, my dear friend. Here we go. Alzheimer time. Uh, 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 oh my God. We'll skip it and come back. Just think oh, about. I it. hate when this happens. I I cross give me, thoughts. I clue. cross. Give me a clue. Paul Let's Lynn. go back. Andy Paul Jones Lynn. was a cowboy from the village no, people. Paul Lind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I taught the cha-cha to Paul Lind in a gay bar wow. called, uh, it was down in the village, it was called uh, Red Door, Glass Door, somebody's door. And Paul Lind used to hang out there after he did Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway. And he picked up my friend Pat Catrone, and he took Pat back to California. And he broke a big crystal ashtray on Pat's head. Because when he was drunk, he was vicious. That's what now, the, the rumor that he threw that queen... <laughs> wait, he threw some queen off a terrace and killed her. That rumor went out, and they said that the queen committed suicide. But we know the real truth. Paul Lynn 
was in his rage and threw her off the balcony. So you got to be careful with some of these crazy people. He, on an airplane, <laughs> yeah, on airplanes, if a baby was crying, he would threaten the mother. Like, if you don't shut that baby up, I will literally strangle them to death. <laughs> <laughs> he was a bitter, bitter queen. He made Divine look like Julie Andrews. Oh, she, but you know what? You know <laughs> he what? Made Divine look I know, like Julie I know, Andrews. I know. But you know what? When Paul was sober, you could adore him. I flew to Palms, no, to Las Vegas with him. We sat next to each other. And I said, Paul, what if you didn't become su successful as you are? What would you have done? Oh, I would open a pizzeria. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's your, that's your ambition? Oh, yes, pizza. I love pizza. I would definitely open a pizzeria. <laughs> that was his whole comment about what, what about life. So besides uh, all these... Which is the show that turned me gay, pretty much, because er he and everybody else on that show were so gay and so campy. Wait, wait, which show was that? Bewitched. Oh, yes, Bewitched. Yeah, well, he I knew would switch I around knew that show. Agnes Moorhead was like a drag queen, you know. I knew, I, I knew him when he started off. He started off in a lot of the clubs in the village back in the late 50s. And then he got Bye Bye Birdie, and that's what gave him that, <laughs> that whole shtick that he did. Um, Ron's like the TCM person because yeah. for many years I in LA, that's my favorite channel. In 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 uh, in in LA, when he lived in LA for four years on Time Warner, he had a TV show called Set the Record Straight, where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood, and Jane Russell yeah. was like his best friend. So yeah. he's so, like friends with all those the legends. I mean, you know, people. Lauren Bacall. Well, the, was worst, the worst thing in Bye Bye Birdie is he's singing "Kids," which is the song that made him a star. He's hilarious, yeah. and then they cut to. Like who, Maureen Stapleton or somebody else singing kids. And it's like, right. stick the camera on Paul Lind and don't move it. Right. This is magic. This is magic. So now, so, so now you're singing also. So you sang in Vampire, Vamp Biker Trace. It got cut out. But now you're like back to singing again because you have a new single that I, I, I didn't see it on iTunes because I was wondering if we could promote it for people to buy it. But it's I didn't on SoundCloud. see it. It's on SunCloud for free. Okay, so it's on SoundCloud, which we're going to play it off of SoundCloud. So, so, so you have a song. It's called "I Got Your Back," written and produced by Tyler Stone, based, uh, I think, in your in, in something I that you sent me or I read online. It said based on like your idea. So, tell us what the idea is, and Chad will get it kind of ready. And after you tell us, we'll let you introduce it and we'll play it. Well, Screaming Rachel, who I sang with in that movie, is the head of Trax Records from Chicago. It's a house record company. So she said, "Why don't I set you up with?" somebody and make a, a single out of it. And I said, well, how about Tyler Stone, who works for Tracks Records? I actually got him his contract there. So I told Tyler, I'd love to do a song sort of in theme about how I got you back. And he said, great, I got you back. That's it. And it's sort of like Umbrella by Rihanna, that type of message of like, I'm there for you no matter what. I don't feel that way about anybody, but it's just a song. <laughs> <laughs> and he came up with this kind of reggae-flavored melody, which I thought was really cool. And I, I recorded it with him and... Uh, People are liking now, it. Like Michael, Jimmy and I are legally married. Jimmy, Jimmy and I got legally married four years ago, and we're well, a very happy a married gay couple. Now tell me about your romantic Wait, life. No, we're going to play the song. No, I want to first hear about his romance, then we'll play the song. I, don't <laughs> date, good I song do not play. date. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't even have a pet or a potted plant. I, I can barely <laughs> take care of myself. So I don't want any added responsibility. I'm very happy to be single. I'm like Mary Richards on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. I know, but I would think tens of guys would hit on you because you're good looking. They do, but and you're... They, they're all drunk. They're they're horrible sociopathic <laughs> who jump on you in a nightclub because they think you're famous. Oh, I saw you on TV. That's not good boyfriend material. That's well, you also <laughs> you go out a lot though because I I wrote down that you're the seven time Glam Award winner for best nightlife writer, and to know what's going on in nightlife, you'd have to actually go. And so uh, so you're out a lot. Uh, I have more awards than Meryl Streep. 
<laughs> so hang on, Chad. Chad. Yes, sir. Do you have the link available to play the to play the song? Yes, we do. All right, so Michael, you introduce it, and then hang on, we're gonna play it for everybody. This is my new single. I got your back. It's very light. It's very enjoyable. I hope you like it. I'm sure we will. Too bad there's nobody you got back. Even if it's late, you can text me at two. I'm there for you. When it's late and you're lost and you don't know what you're gonna do. I'm there for you, I'm there for you. Even when the deadlines start to stack, start to stack, start to stack. You should know, 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 you should know. And I got your back, yeah, I got your back, yeah. I got your back, yeah, I got your back, yeah. Michael Musto, so, I got your back. There you go, everybody. You I go. got your back hey. by Michael Musto. And if you what'd guys, what you think? What'd you think? There you go. What'd I you think, think what'd it was think? great. And you know what? If you had somebody that went away, they'd come back because of that song. Well, no, you that, know what? I'm that would be. I want back. you back. This is. I want your back. I've got your <laughs> I back. Got back. <laughs> no, but I, cha- I changed it to I want you yeah. back. Exactly. That, that's I want Michael him to change Jackson. the lyric. I want. Oh him, yeah, that's Michael Jackson. I want him to change. I'm already better than Mariah Carey because I can actually sing live. I, <laughs> no, but Michael, Michael. I saw a tweet that you did like that. that Michael, that. the lyric would be so much more interesting if it were, I want you back so I could torture you more. <laughs> well, then you get a lawsuit from the Jackson family who will do anything to make another buck. And make another right. dollar. You're right. right. <laughs> in fact, supposedly Latoya, when he died, she came with a bag to look for the cash under the rug. 
But God you know, I never met I never met Michael <laughs> Jackson, and I'm kind of sorry now that I never met him. I not I don't know why. I, mean, I never really liked him, but he was good. I liked his thriller. Yeah, what, what you think of Michael hologram. Jackson? You couldn't really meet him. He was a hologram. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> Tupac. Really but, but Michael, what did you think of Michael Jackson? I thought he was a brilliant talent. I think as a person, he was problematic. But it's all because oh, he had that oh. horrible childhood with that horribly abusive father. Right. And most young kids get that way. It's right. like similarly, Whitney Houston didn't have parents that encouraged her to be who she was. Right. So it's sad. What hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's go back, though. Manipulate uh, young talent, you know? It's you, very sad. Let's tell everybody. If you want to hear hear more, I want uh, I got your back, you guys. It's it's free on SoundCloud. You can probably just search on SoundCloud, Michael Musto, I got your back. If you can't find it, add Tyler Stone in there. For sure, you'll find it. And please tell your local DJs to play it. So, you know, I want to see people dancing. I want this to be like the old days, American Bandstand, where people say, it's got a good beat. I can dance to it. There you go. It's got a groovy beat. I think that's so funny, though, that Mariah Carey thing. I think Get Out Magazine or somebody, somebody actually wrote that, right? That you can actually sing? Because I saw that on Twitter someplace. Well, I said that, yeah. Oh, you said it. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm a pro. If I'm on stage and the, the backup track, quote, backup track, which is actually the main vocal track, goes out, I can keep the show going. Jimmy Fallon on the Golden Globes, he wasn't happy when the prompter wasn't working, but he kept talking. Yeah. That's what you do. The show goes on. You're the oh, one out the there responsible. Yeah, we were laughing our asses off with the whole Because mo- I actually am a big Mariah Carey fan, I have to say. I'm a big fan. Me but too. the fact that she was just there. It was and like- terrible. It was embarrassing. It was <laughs> awful. Uh, you know, good for her that she kept it up. But she, she I could didn't see- keep it up, though. She, she could have been singing along. No. What do you mean she kept it up? Well, she kept it up by making believe she was doing something by spinning around and not speaking when the voice was singing. <laughs> but at least, at least she, she didn't was stand there. The dog notes. I call them the dog notes. Only yeah, but dogs she didn't them. stand there and say, "You motherfuckers, who did this to me?" You know, she could have done that as well. Uh, she waited for the to say that. I think I would have respected her better had she said that than to stand there like a fool spinning around naked. I mean, she's fat. What is she doing without that outfit on her? <laughs> I mean, some Denial of the stars, is not just the river in Egypt. You know, I mean, I was always wondering though if other people think she's fat too, because like I think she's heavy. I don't think. I mean, I don't think she's like she's not like obese. According but. to today's standards, she's fat. You look at New York City, all the kids we see, right, Michael? There's pencils. They're emaciated. Except the for the people coming right. to visit. That's the city. an eating disorder. I think fat is okay as long as as long as your health is okay. But what I don't approve of is denial, where they don't realize they might have a problem. And they're still I, wearing I, the I, from I, I just saw the concert uh, last month of, uh, here we go again, Ron. Oh, Ron, I don't know why I work anymore. I really have to go into a home. <laughs> I really do, where they wipe my ass and change my pee-pee diaper and feed me my pablum. I'm at Jimmy that state. Do that? Jimmy doesn't do that for you? <laughs> no. Every day. <laughs> no, no, actually not. Um, <laughs> what, I love her, my favorite one. Wendy Moten, I don't no, know. No, the famous star. The old lady, she's 76, like me. She's still singing in Paris. Oh, uh, oh, he likes Tina Turner. Tina Turner. What's wrong with me today? You know what it is? I had an injury in my hand, and I was on medication. And the medication's got me like a little weird. He's still on it. He's still coming off of it. Um, <laughs> Tina Turner was absolutely stunning. Her body was great. Her moves were great. Did you see the concert in, in, in Holland? Oh, I love her. Did Holland and I want to meet her before I croak. I would love to have Tina on our show as an interview. She doesn't do interviews, and I asked somebody that knows her well, and this is not going to be mean saying, but I'm going to say it. They said she's not very bright. 
that she's lovely. No, she's lovely, but you, she's her, she doesn't have a good vocabulary, and she's sort of uneducated <clears throat> and not bright. And I said, what does that mean? That means when you talk to her, you have to be very simplistic. You know, <laughs> that she's kind of like an, an ordinary person with a great talent. I love her to death. Tina, if you hear this, I think you're brilliant. You do it for me, babe. Go. So let's talk a little bit since you're going into the music field. So are you, is there an anticipation of maybe you're going to do like a, like an EP or a full album of different songs? Apparently we are indeed doing an album that it, this went over pretty well. So we're doing the whole album. I don't there know what that go. means. That yeah. stuff. It never ends. It'll maybe. probably be free on SoundCloud. I don't even know. We're just giving it away. <laughs> That's like okay. It's fun. But wait a second. When you become famous, you'll get your 99 cents. And that adds up to a lot of money. We know singers that... Uh, so I said to Jimmy originally, when I heard 99 cents, how much money could they make? And Jimmy said, well, if a couple of million people buy it at 99 cents, it adds a couple up. of you gotta million get, dollars. Get the gay friend. army out to like, you know, uh, oh, yeah. to buy it for you. There's That's 10% of the population. Maybe you'll sell like, you know, like 80 well, million copies. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll copies. tell you one thing I'm going to do. And you're, he's in our chat room right now. Is Drew, Drew King. We're bringing uh, Michael's music to Palm Springs, and we're going to play it in all of our gay clubs. And wow. I, w I want uh, Lisa Lauren. She's gorgeous. But now, this is a Liz drag. Lauren. Liz Lauren is gorgeous. She's an old drag queen. She's almost my age. I mean, she was here with, with Columbus. She looks like Sophia Loren. She looks like Sophia Loren. She is the most stunning drag queen you will ever see. Her clothes, everything. Couture. 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 <laughs> And she's gorgeous, and we're going to have Lin Liz introduce it there you to go. Palm Springs. Springs is where the old gays go to die, so they're going to love no, it. No, we don't go there to die. We go there to pick up the 21-year-olds that give us life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give you life support. <laughs> yeah. well, well, while we're groping there, you know what? But no, anyway, let, let's go. Let's go back to you the know, You're wrong about Palm Springs. It used to be that way. Now it's changed. It's become really the newest place to go for the Obamas to choose it to be their vacation spot. I guess it has to be something great. They could have gone anywhere in the world. Unfortunately, they never got there because the winds of Palm Springs that, you know, could blow you away forever, blow the skin right off your bones. They couldn't land in Palm Springs. So they had to go somewhere else. But Palm Springs is going to be in 10 years, one of the greatest places to be. It's on its way. It's fun. So go back to the music, though. I want to go back to the music. So who are some of the contemporary like people? Like what if you were like sitting around right now and you you were going to be listening to popular music? What would you be listening to? I like Lady Gaga. Obviously, I think she's supremely talented, and I think yes. she's smart to you know spread her range around and try acting and all different things. That's very I wise like at this point. You love her. I, I I love Adele. Yeah, you go. Yes, I'm a you little like tired of the song where she's calling up some guy and apologizing to 20 years ago she was mean to him or whatever. It gets a little tiresome. Like, you would think he would just hang up. I like the <laughs> When We Were Young song better. <laughs> well, I'm worried that now that she's happy and has a baby, like, the songs aren't going to be quite as biting. It's just going to be, oh, everything's great. You know, nobody Yeah, that's to... true. But, Michael, what do you think of rap? Heavy-duty rap, like hood rap. I like rap a lot. I think there's a lot of brilliance in it. I don't like some of the misogyny and the homophobia. I always battle that. I wish I could say that somebody like Eminem wasn't a hater, but he works all that shit into his music. I know. Absolutely. He's brilliant. I won't deny his brilliance and his charisma. Wait, who's a, who's a rapper? He doesn't like rapper. I like no, rapper. Who's I, a rapper? I, wait, excuse me. I don't call rap singing. 
It's speaking. Don't call it singing. When they say, oh, well, my new song, it's not a song. It's speaking. You know, there's a difference. I don't agree, but anyway. No, tell Julie, me. Well, you mentioned, you it does background music. You mentioned Julie Andrews. She sang. She's a rapper. <laughs> I couldn't see Julie Andrews DJ rapping. DJ Julie Andrews, MC Julie Andrews. No, who's 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 a rapper that well, you the actually... The original rapper was Robert Preston. We got trouble in River City. That was the original rap. But Jimmy's not right because there are some rappers that I do like. Like I like the rapper, what's his name? Uh, Drew. Drew what? Drew Ross. Drew Ross. He's really good. Who's 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 a rapper that you a famous rapper that you kind of like? Well, this is a nightmare that you're asking me about current hip hop. I'm not really the expert on that. <laughs> uh, no, it no, doesn't. No, have, they no. don't have to be current. Like neither am I. I like Big Daddy Kane. I liked old I like the old LL Cool J. His name was Warren G. He was my yeah. Favorite. Regulators. Yeah, way back in the day, I liked Sugar Hill Gang. They were like yeah. the first really a rap hip record, and it was just cute. It, there was no yeah, yo bitch, yo ho. It was just like no, I like no, that no. too. I was one day in my car, had the top down, okay, and there was a car next to me blasting it, and the car was going up and down. By the way, the guy made the wheels go up and down in tune with the music and one lyric was i'ma get you i'ma beat your ass i'ma slit you beat bitch you have it go on my man with me i'ma cut you i mean i thought what in the hell was that he's telling her how he's gonna murder her in it his sounds song. A hostile. well yeah, it, it, hostile. It, it was called it, what do you call those rappers uh it was gangster rap gangster rap which is really for the birds uh -huh. now let's go on the other end of the system the uh, whatever sugar hill game wait, rappers wait. delight i mean that's like the greatest song ever i know silence, all the lyrics silence my dear and I like Marky um, Mark. <laughs> listen, what do you what what did you think of Johnny Mathis? How did we go from gangster rap to Johnny Mathis? Because I'm a Gemini, and Geminis <laughs> do two things in each personality. What did you think of Peggy Lee and and Johnny Mathis? I and love Peggy Lee, and Peggy Lee was such a weird bird. I met her. There was such a surreal weirdness about her, a glow that she wasn't of this planet. And she was sexy without being pretty, in a way. She well, radiated that sex appeal, that Bieber song. Everyone's tried to imitate it. Madonna did a cover of it. Nobody could, Nobody do could it. come close. Nobody could come no, close. No, no, it's hard. What he did with it. Johnny Mathis, his, something about his voice was so amazing. I and know. I, you, I hate Christmas and Christmas songs, but I love hearing him do, like, Winter Wonderland. That, that's Absolutely. classic, classic, classic. You know, he, I shouldn't say this because I don't, I don't out anybody. How am I going to do this delicately? No, you don't out anybody. I don't want to out Johnny Mantis. Um, <laughs> oh, what a shock that would be. Yeah, right. But That's he, like outing Liberace. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, wait, wait, wait. Johnny Mantis is so kind, so soft, so gentle, so dear, that when you're with him, he's not singing, but his personality and his voice is his music. I've never experienced that with anybody, and I know a lot he of. Was the top male star of that era, and Connie Francis was the top female star. I love Connie Francis. Yeah, I, I know her well from Florida. Joseph did her hair for years down in Florida. Joseph of New York, and he told me she was going to be at one of his parties. So I went to his house for the party, and I met her, and she was a mess, a total mental mess. Well, she battled mental illness. She was raped. She's really been through hell. Yeah, she flipped out. No, she's gone with the wind. There's nothing left of her. Nothing. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, oh, because she had a wonderful I, I just love her. I love her. Oh, she was very and, sweet. And my other favorite is Nancy Sinatra, who's a friend of mine. 
Well, I don't know, Nancy. And she follows me on Twitter. The boots are meant for walking. <laughs> Cute song. So let's go real quick to Oscars. We gotta. We, we're almost out of time. Let's go to Oscar predictions because, like a lot of almost everybody you predicted, like got an Oscar, got an Oscar nom. Like so, like what's the inside scoop? That's just because you follow it so closely. Because like, way to go. I mean, that was pretty great. I actually see all the movies, and then I actually listen to the buzz, and I'm, I did very well. I got three out of four right, basically. La La Land is obviously going to win Best Picture. Oh, that's, that's the musical. It's not as good as the old musicals, like Singing in the Rain, but somehow uh, he no- couldn't stand it. I, he was like, I thought you it had what? moments. You know, it what? really you divides know people. It, it, it's sort of like Donald Trump, where like everyone you talk to is like, Ugh, and then it wins. You know. Yeah, well, I wouldn't compare Trump to this musical, but La La Land, miscast number one. There are many actors and actresses out there who can dance, who are just as beautiful, who should have been selected. I found the dancing to be less than professional. It looked like a straight guy trying to dance. It didn't have the flair that gay men have or dancers have. Uh, as far as the whole story, that story, my dear, has been done since 1932 with Irene Dunn. And then it was done again by, uh, by uh, Barbara Stanwyck. So everybody and their mother has done that bullshit about the girl with the boy and the whatever. I know that because of my background in uh, Golden Age film. As far as the, the film went, I found it to be something that my age won't like because we know the good. But the young kids of today that don't watch t- t- uh, Turner Classic movies and they don't know the singing in the rain, they will love it and they will vote for it because to them it's modern, it's new. And it's fun. They I thought think, I had moments. Like I had some good moments. But those moments are corny it did. and old. It they don't. Things. They don't play those moments. You know, don't gay, I don't think gay people are lining up. It's making a lot of money, but it's a straight date movie. It's for straight yes, couples. Absolutely. It's for people who don't know the history of musicals. Because we know that with Gene Kelly and Judy Garland, this please. would have been. Better. Oh please, Judy Garland! How dare you even mention that name? I mean, bow, my dear, bow. <laughs> I mean, you know, oh, Judy Garland, who the hell could ever, even Debbie, who I knew Debbie Reynolds. I never met Carrie. Isn't this funny? And I said to Debbie, the next time we have lunch, invite Carrie. I'd like to meet her. And Jimmy Wright, this was a couple of months ago, and then the both of them died. I was devastated. Debbie Reynolds was absolutely a gem, a sweetie pie, a crazy bitch with a dirty mouth and fun to be with, full of energy. Wait, wait, go back to the Oscars. Anyway, Judy Garland. She cussed like a sailor. She did cuss like a sailor. Debbie Reynolds. The Rain was not up for Best Picture, but La La Land's going to win. So go The first time I I met Debbie Reynolds. That's for musical, though. What's the other? What's the other category? The Oscar, they only have the one category. It's not like the Golden Globes. They put musical and drama all together. No, they put it together, but then there's like 10 nominations or something, right? There's nine. There's nine. And the good thing this year is they have three black movies. Whereas, remember last year, they left out black people totally. Yeah, oh, now, now it's, yeah, it's so, we, so we political. Have, yeah. Now, getting back to Debbie Reynolds, I was in a stretch limo <laughs> that a friend of mine owned, and we were outside on Sunset Boulevard of the, the uh, restaurant where, where Joan Rivers used to go to try out her stuff. And this was a night that Joan Rivers would invite people and do her comedy. And uh, Debbie Reynolds went. And I was in the limo waiting for friends to come. Suddenly the limo door opens up and she said, my fucking feet are killing me. Move over. And who is it but Debbie Reynolds? So I start to laugh. I said, my, my, what language? She said, why, you never said fuck in your life before? So I said, many times. She said, okay, so let's fuck a little. And then we just kept it up and had the fun. Finally, she said, you know what? I'm going to go home. Would you guys take me home? So I asked my friend, of course, who was in awe of Debbie Reynolds, and he said, oh, sure, I'll tell my chauffeur. So he told his chauffeur where to go, the address. And when we got up there, she said, would you like to come in? 
And my friend, the stupid bastard who owned the show, the limo, said, oh, no, I have to go home because my lover gets off work now. He's a waiter. <laughs> I said to myself, Ron, kill yourself now. Just shoot yourself. I mean, we could have gone into Debbie's. Anyway, Jane Russell was dear, dear friends with Debbie Reynolds, and I was dear friends with Jane. So Jane was putting on a benefit, and she had me call Debbie to come into the benefit, and that's how Debbie and I started our friendship. Lovely, lovely multi-talented, fabulous lady, but still not Judy Garland. <laughs> Judy, had, Judy had a magic that no one can define. She didn't she's sing great. really well. So her she's voice great. broke. Wait, let's go, wait, wait, let's go to you because he's like name-dropping. So who, do you have like a certain celebrity that's your like favorite celebrity that you've gotten to meet? And, and Nancy Sinatra, he said. Well, I go with the old, well, yeah, but I go with the really old, like uh, Diana Ross is my idol. To okay. Me, she, she's such she's a bitch. She's sparkles. I don't care. Like she's such a bitch. You know what I don't she? Care. I don't care. Okay, she's going. Wait, wait, no, 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 wait no. you know, you know the townhouse gay bar. Well, that's for older men, but yes, I do know it. Okay. <laughs> you don't. You don't know the stunts that she pulled outside of that gay bar years ago. She's a uh, not a nice. Not years, like thirty years ago. You're well, we, and we were all young. It was an old man. <laughs> I don't okay, care. No. I worship okay, her. Okay, Diana Ross, you were. I actually, did, uh, I'm probably one of the only people on the planet who liked that movie Double Platinum, where that got panned and nobody liked it. But I thought it was great, and the, the songs were great. I love it with Randy. Yes. Yeah. But, okay. Good. And, and no, no, no. Diana Ross. Here's the tragedy. Diana Ross did Lady Sings the Blues, and did not win the award. She was brilliant. Well, Barry Gordy overpromoted her. Liza won that year for Cabaret, which was great. Yeah, but, but oh. she was fabulous. We just watched that was on TV last night. Or yeah, she ago. was. I, I watched so that. Think about it. She only had two more films. I'm not counting TV movies, but feature films. Right. She only had two more after that. She had The Wiz, you know, Mahogany and The Wiz. Yes. So something's not right with the way she has run her career. She should have been a movie star. Oh, you know what it is? Nobody that knows or likes her. If you're not a fan of the club, you don't win. That's the thing. If you're every, if everybody out there loves you in Hollywood, then you win. Uh, she's not a fan because she made it very obvious that she didn't like black people by marrying white. And, you know, black people felt that way. And she was just, I don't know, politically insane or something. I don't think marrying outside your race is a repudiation to your race. I think people well, are like, I know, you know, know there's a movie I'm called Loving about me and I have many, many battle the law for their right to be a mixed race couple. You fall in love with a person. That's true. But, but wait a second. Jimmy and I have many black clients and we have dearly loving black friends. And they have said that Diana Ross wishes she was white. That's their feelings. Uh, they can have their feelings. I think maybe possibly two, yes. Uh, black people want to keep their uh, culture. They want to keep their, their being. And the minute they start to go our way, they resent them. And I, I agree with that because a lot of people don't like these white boys that imitate black boys. And the black people don't like the white ones that Actually, do it either. So we're really not that wonderful as far as black and white goes. We still have some issues that we have to get rid of. And we have to work out. Yeah, we have to well, work. I, the I issues never said out. I liked her as a person, but I, when I met her, she was. <laughs> I love her as an icon, but when I did meet her, she was extremely charming and delightful. Of course, it was a press I believe, event. I believe, I believe that, it, but too. she should have won the Oscar. For Lady Sings the Blues, her performance outdid Liza Minnelli's. Liza well, she blamed Barry Gordy. He over-promoted her and people got sick of it. I don't care what it was. We watched the film last night, and again, I sat there like it was for the first time, and I said, my God, I had never seen it. Can, I this, it was can this woman act? And she sang her own interpretation of Billie Holiday. She didn't do an imitation. It was great. It was a fabulous movie. She was stupendous. Okay, who's it. another one, though? Give us I'm another sorry, one. I'm sorry Diana didn't do it. 
Well, I've never gotten to meet Meryl Streep, but obviously she's my number one actress of all time, except for Betty Davis. And um, I fantasize meeting Meryl Streep because I witty banter with her, but uh, sometimes it's better to just stand there. I've been like two feet away from Meryl Streep, and sometimes it's better to keep up the mystery and just say, let me not demystify this. Let me keep her as a separate icon. Well, that's how it was with Betty Davis. If you saw now Voyager, you saw the most elegant woman, you know, why ask for the moon with the stars, all that bullshit she did. That enunciating the T's and just speaking like a lady. And the first time I met Betty Davis, her mouth was dirtier than Debbie Reynolds. And she was well, as common as common could be. Well, in now Voyager, Charlotte Vale goes through she a whole makeover. Up, so Betty, was like, Betty was Charlotte Vale before the makeover, basically. Right. She, Betty thought nothing of burping. Wait, wait, go back. What's what? Do you have a? Do you have like a favorite classic film or a fa- uh, like a favorite like Turner Classic movie film that you like uh, watch every time it comes on? Well, two of my favorites are all about even Sunset Boulevard, and I can't believe they were the same year because they're basically good the same. Good choice. They're flip sides of the same movie about an aging woman in show business whose life is falling apart. Uh, and I actually like Sunset Boulevard a little bit better than All About Eve because it's so twisted and dark. And Gloria Swanson is brilliant. She should have won the Oscar. All About Eve was Betty Davis's best film. I asked her that. And I said, uh, what was the the drawbacks of that film? Because I read some stuff, Betty. I don't know if it's true about uh, Gary and you. She said, are you meaning he wanted to marry Margot Channing, but he married Betty Davis? I said, exactly. He was so disappointed. He met her on that film and fell madly in love with her as Margot Channing. Then he married her and they moved up to Maine to a house near a lighthouse where Betty wore sailor caps upside down, no makeup, big baggy t-shirts and short pants and sneakers, only lipstick. And she would walk around the house burping and drinking and cursing. And Gary Merrill was so disappointed that he didn't marry Margot Channing. Fasten your safety belts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You know, that Betty he wanted. That happens a lot in Hollywood. Um, who else? It was another one. of sex. He should have married Thelma Ritter. <laughs> I've noticed she probably looked better because when I knew Betty, she was old and she didn't look so good. <laughs> so hold on, we got because we're going to run out of time. So first of all, everybody, this is Michael Musto. Please go on SoundCloud and plug in "I Got Your Back" by Michael Musto and Tyler Stone. Listen to the song. It's probably can you download it on there? Or you don't know. Can you I download think so. it? It's your with a U R because it's totally illiterate. So yeah, I got no, your yes, back. I got your back. So it's U R B A C K. You can follow Michael on uh, Twitter. He's Mikey Musto at Mike M I K E Y M U S T O on Twitter. And do you have anything like coming up that you want us to to plug real quick? My butthole, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Very quick. I'm I love that. Really, honestly, I'm on out.com, papermag.com. I'm in the New York Times style section. I'm on Logo, Cocktails and Classics. Uh, check me out on Facebook. And I do write funny tweets. I have great Facebook posts. So I'm a good person to follow until I've locked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to follow you right into Central Park. <laughs> oh, the rambles, yes. <laughs> the rambles. <laughs> That's terrible. Michael, right. you're everything that Eileen said you were. You're funny. You're terrific. <laughs> no, 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 no. And the next time I see you, I'm going to hug you and talk to you because now I know you. Okay, yeah, guys. It's really hey. been delightful to talk to you. All my best. Thanks so much, Bye-bye, Michael. Michael. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye. Nice nice fella. Very nice guy. Nice fella. So everybody follow Mikey Musto on Twitter. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Hey, Chad. Twitter. Yes, sir. 
let's do a quick uh, music break. You're around the show, baby. All right, so we could got we, the stalls. Can I make an announcement before we go to the music break? Yes. Okay. If you're home and you're alone and you're bored and you want to do something, my suggestion is to pick up my husband's book. Jimmy Starr has written a book, and it's called The Beaumonts. Now, Jimmy doesn't brag, but I haven't any memory. So I'm going to let Jimmy tell you all about this book. Hey, everybody. It's the Beaumonts, the Kentucky Bourbon series. It's the first book in a series of books um, that we're looking to turn into a soap opera similar to a Dallas or a Dynasty. It's very, very cool. It's got all positive reviews on uh, on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And you can get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble in, in uh, Kindle edition or physical editions. As you can see, here's a physical one. And uh, if you've gotten the book and you've read it, please leave a review because... As you guys know, everything goes by reviews, and you need 50 reviews on Amazon before they take a notice to you. So please check it out and, and read it. It's a lot of fun. And if it does become a TV series, I will have a part in the series. Why? Because I sleep with the producer. The writer. And the writer. <laughs> and that always gets you a part in films. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a new single. The name of the band is The Stoles. The name of the song is Getaway. It's a really cool, fun, upbeat new song. And... Uh, uh, it's coming out not until, uh, I think February 27th or something. So it's just starting to go to radio now, but it's a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. Chad, you got that? Here you go. All right, everybody. Here's the stalls. Get away.
everybody. So that's the Stoles. The name of the song is Getaway. You gotta have fun. It's a fun, right, Chad? That was rocking. I liked it. I was moving. Everybody, everybody in the chat room likes it too. We want to give some shout outs to Sharon Lee is in the chat room. Hello, Sharon Lee. Follow at Sharon wait, Lee. Wait, hang on. Sharon Lee, where'd you get the mink coat? That's a gorgeous coat. I love the pictures on Facebook of you hanging with that, you know, very, very elegant lady. Mink coat. I hope the guy that gave you the mink coat was good. There you go. So anyway, check out. Uh, hey, Sharon Leah. Also, we who else? Uh, I guess Meg is in the chat room, but she was in the chat room. We said hello before. I'm gonna have to say another hello to Meg. Okay, say another hello. Meg, I, I thought Alan was in there maybe for a minute, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I don't, Alan has it. Meg, our little girl Brandy, she licks everything. We don't know what it is. She has these fits. Could you believe it? Like your little baby has fits. <laughs> this one has fits. She runs around like a crazy lady, licking the rugs, licking everything. She doesn't stop licking. She does stop. We're uh, going to take it to the doctor and see what's doing. <laughs> Meg has a little baby, a, a, a little poodle, who has epileptic fits, and she's the best mother, and Alan's the best father Sharon in the world. Sharon says thank you. Sharon says thank you. What's up, Sharon Lee? I hope everything's well, and I'm glad everybody liked that song. Again. Is, Drew, is Drew there? Yeah, the name of the song is hi, The Stoles Getaway. Hi, hi Drew. How's uh, Liz? Yeah, Drew's there. Liz Leslie. I mean, he Liz, loved it. He loved the song. And Irish Liz, Ginger. Liz, Liz Lauren. You gotta love it. We're gonna do Drew. One. Drew, when you see Liz Lauren, smack her in the face for me. <laughs> Just give her a bitchy smack. Say, there you go. This hey, Ron, is move over to the right a little bit. You keep moving out of screen. You're, you okay. keep leaning that way. You know why? Because of my stupid injury. I have my hand laying on the desk, and I'm out of balance. That's okay. Because we'll fix the camera. Yeah, let me put time. my hand on my. Leg this way, I could sit straight up. Well, you got to scoot over too. You're out of well, frame. Scoot closer to Jimmy. That's camera's not doing us. It what is. It's this about? camera. Yes, it's it's not doing anything. Whoa. It is too. I'm, I'm moving it the wrong you're way. <laughs> you're moving it the wrong way. Oh. Anyway, just 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 leave it. Just, just there you go. That's better. Like, Thank oh, you. Got, Look wait, at all wait. the space here you have. Thank Move Jimmy, over, Jimmy. It's my effing hand i know it's you know from that hand. injury when i fell off the christmas tree the ball there you go. all right so listen up everybody we want to thank everybody for tuning in all the time you can listen to the jimmy star show we're gonna have another guest in a minute but i'm just doing we live. have jason you can hear us on w4cy radio with the fabulous chad murphy every oh, wednesday from 3 to 5 p.m yeah. yeah you can hear us on monster fm we're also on iHeartRadio, stitcher soundcloud itunes audio boom podomatic apple tv speaker and on television, you can see us on Roku, Vimeo, and YouTube. And I want to thank everybody. would love for you guys to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Um, we're almost at a million views of our videos, and that's pretty cool. So please check it out. I hate this haircut. I will never have it again. If I had or orange lipstick, I could look like a rooster, like a chicken. Look at my head. <laughs> what, a, what, what, what kind of haircut? This stupid shit. The sides are buzzed off, and the top is long. I look like a point. I hate this haircut. I look so ugly today. I sh I'm going to turn off my visual. I'm going to go sit on the other side of the desk so you can't see me. That's all right. We're going to do one. We're going to do one more song, and then we're going to have our guest. So, Chad, go fix your hair, Ron. Oh, I hate it. It's fine. I cut my hair. You got three I've minutes. I've cut my <laughs> hair all my life since I was a hairdresser. It looks Nobody fine. Cuts my hair. It looks great. No, it doesn't. It's like a point. It's like so here's what we're going to do because I love this song, you guys. <laughs> this is Callum Scott. He, uh, I think he uh, was runner-up or something on Britain's Got Talent. The name of the song is Dancing on My Own, which is a remake of a, a song done by Robin many years ago. Uh, if you've got Sirius Satellite Radio, you definitely hear this on the radio all the time. Uh, it's a really cool song. I love it. And uh, Chad, you got that ready? Let's go. 
All right, everybody, check out Callum Scott dancing on my own. Somebody said you got a new friend. But does she love you better than I can? Yeah, I know it's stupid But I just gotta see it for myself I'm in the corner Why do you kiss her? Oh, oh, oh And I'm right over here But why can't you see me? Oh, oh, oh And I'm giving it my I'm all messed up, I'm so out Stilettos and broken bottles I'm spinning around in circles Everybody, did you like that, Chad? That was good. That was uh, it was powerful yet mellow at the same time. Yeah, that's why I like but it. Didn't he sound like a girl? Yeah, I, I was thinking okay. more uh, Maroon Five, not really girl. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I could vote for that one. So let- I thought he sounded like a girl. Put a dress on him. We could sell him. He has a high voice. 
Yeah, he has sell a, them as a that's woman. what I like. I like those high voices. Yep. Not a lot of uh, fellas have them. Right. Especially oh, I have I have a high voice <laughs> when Jimmy it. pisses me off. Oh. <laughs> so let's I, go I have ahead. An Italian high voice. Let's go ahead and call <laughs> our guest, uh, Chad. We have to call him because he's not. They're not. None of these guests are, are super Skype savvy. Switching, Switching to, to super, super Skype, Skype mode. mode. <laughs> take off ten nine eight seven six five four three two one take off while we're calling him everybody check this out this is my new tick action figure you guys know patrick warburton he was the tick and i'm collecting action figures he was from on all our the, show everybody who's ago. been on the show and he's one of the people who's been on the show hold it closer and uh it, there we go and it should be a lot of fun so we, he was a lot of fun. I also got his action figure from um, Seinfeld, so I got two of them now. Cool. So it's way cool. Hello, hello, guys. How you doing? Yeah, he is. Hey, yes. hi. How you guys doing? Good. You? Good. Thank you. You guys look wonderful as usual. No, you look good. <laughs> I knew you, I knew you'd photograph well when I met you. Oh, thank you. And the right arm muscle photographed very well too. Not too bad. <laughs> let's see the let's see let's see the muscles. So the women, ladies, plug in the vibrators. Here come the muscles. <laughs> All right, so we can hear him. Okay, he gay, can see gay, us. Gay, gu to... gay guys, relax. He's straight. <laughs> okay, but we have to introduce him. But first. maybe if enough of us grab him, well, we might change his mind. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that hasn't been done in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? He said, like, that hasn't been done in the past. <laughs> I'm sure. Many times. Now that I'm in love with you, I have to tell you, I'm in love with you. You're so sweet. Thank you for the phone, for the message. Text message. Ask if we got home safely. Well, Hang absolutely. on. We have to introduce him. People don't oh, even know no, who we're this, talking We're going to do the introduce. Just shut the fuck up for a minute. Oh, he annoys <laughs> me. He gets in my ear, tortures me. You know, sometimes I call the lawyer. But nobody knows who he is. But wait a minute. Who cares? We know who he is. I know, but there's I millions. Visit, Everybody's listening. I want to visit with him for a minute, and then we'll do the protocol. Thank you very much for asking how we got home from the drive from. I mean, you guys left in the middle of a snowstorm. I was worried about you. <laughs> I know, but thank you so much. That meant a lot to me. It showed me that you're a human being, and I really appreciate human beings. You and Amy. Amy is a gem. Keep her. She's fabulous. And what a body. Oh, she's got a great body. <laughs> They're like the body couple, though. No, Amy's got a body for sex. I know. Well, if he, you look, he's at the, got a company called Body by Jason. So, like, he no, knows what he's doing. If you, look, if you look at Amy, his girlfriend, she's built for sex, totally, absolutely. That's all I kept Stunningly thinking. Stunningly gorgeous. And the body, the way it's proportioned, she's good for like ride him cowboy. Oh, yeah. Enough of that. Well, she's probably there. Amy, are you there? I love you. <laughs> all right, let's do. No, well, we'll bring her in in a minute. We right, got now. Do we got now. Let's do the show. Here we go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredible body by Jason actor and uh, actor writer. He pretty much is doing everything. You guys, he's super talented. So welcome, welcome to the show, Mr. Jason Finney. Hello. Thank you so much, Jimmy. It's great to be with you guys. I don't have to really introduce it, uh, Ron, since you already know him, but we do have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Jason Finney, welcome to the show. Kind of looks like my brother. Yeah, I told him that you look uh, that you guys are kind of like similar with the big muscles and the bald head. That's right. Twice <laughs> my size, of course, but welcome to the show, sir. Good to have you. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. And then we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Well, hi, everybody. How you doing? Enjoy the show. Please ask questions as much as you want. There you go. Now, I've got to tell you something about what impresses me most about Jason. In person, he's got a face with such cuts that they're, they're unbelievable cuts. They almost look like clay, clay cuts, you know, a statue. 
on film, those cuts don't show. Now, in person, I said to Jason, you could play horror movies and scare the shit out of everybody because your face is so predominant. It's so cut. And now that I see him on screen, he could play a lover because his face is not that scary and it's softer and he's really very handsome in person as well as on screen. So now, Jason, I take back what I said. Well, about that, about you, you, a horror movie. You could, no, he said you couldn't play the leading man guy, is what you no, said. No, but now that I see, you know what happens? I have sharp features also, and it photographs differently than in person. It does. And your sharp features are gone. Now you have a very interesting face. Anyway, what what's going on? You got to say like that doesn't sound good. Interesting. Jimmy, if I say gorgeous, handsome, I'm in love with you, you're going to yell at me. No, right not, because you're not going anywhere near him ever again. <laughs> but that's what you think. That's what you think. He's my new, he's my new friend. He's like talking last night. Last night, we're like watching um, Transporter 3, and he's like, he used to like Mark Ruffalo a lot. No, yeah. uh, and now he's like, now I like, now the, the people that I think are the most handsome in Hollywood are Jason Statham, he doesn't know his name, but the guy from The Transporter and Jason Finney, he's like, those are the two heartthrobs in Hollywood now. <laughs> Because you I got to tell you, bald heads. That's all. No, no, yeah. not, not not really. I'm just sick and tired of the pretty boys with blue eyes and beards and blonde they, hair. They all look alike. I mean, I can't tell one from another. I'm serious about I that. Yeah. You have such an interesting look, and and you're six foot four, and you've got the body of death. I mean, they could do a lot with you in film, especially porn. Oh. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I moved away from Chatsworth a while ago. Chatsworth, right, the home of porn. <laughs> but seriously, uh, I don't know what you like as an actor. I'm going to see that when I watch some of your work. And I'm sure you're going to be a good actor as well as handsome and sexy and viral and, and everybody's, uh, the girls. Hey, girls out in our chat room, what do you think of him? Would you let him screw you? They all th Don't say that. Why? That's true. They're talking about how big he is. <laughs> <laughs> well, there too. I saw. I, knew I was ready for you, big guy. Don't worry, I'm ready yes. for this. Okay. The first thing I noticed. Me. The first thing I noticed about Jason was he had a 12-inch zipper. <laughs> Jesus. So girls. <laughs> so girls. Think of how many girls in there, and you gay guys can do it too. We won't hold it against you. That was on my parka. That was. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, first of all, by the way, first of all, that's a very old joke that nobody got. Years ago, we would say, you know, did he have a six-inch zipper or a twelve-inch zipper, and that was our way, like or shoes. You know, what size shoe was he? Twelve or ten right. or nine? So right. now that's old zipper. Anyway, hold uh, on, everybody. So if you want to find out, are the girls yearning for him? Uh, well, there's nobody typed anything yet since then. The so girls, what are you're you chasing and you're scanning. They're all embarrassed with the way you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they're busy with their vibrators, babe. That's why they're not typing. So hold on, you guys. First of all, you guys, if you want to follow Jason on Twitter, first of all, Jason has two S's. It's so easy to find him because you'll never. Nobody else spells it with two S's. It's J A S S O N F I N N E Y. So he's at Jason Finney on Twitter, and he's also at Body by Jason. And his website, which is super user friendly, is JasonFinney.com, and check it out because he's got all kinds of cool clips from. Uh, Gotham, I don't know, all the different stuff, cool stuff, uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Gotham, like all, he's got great, great video clips that you can see, and he's also got an acting reel, which I was going to play for everybody, but it's five minutes long, and so I, I didn't think we'd have enough time, so I just said, I, I have met many, many great stars of Hollywood of the old years, the new years, and I could tell they're acting by their personalities, and I think, Jason, you and I discussed this at our table at yeah. the fair, at the Macabre Fair. Jason has a personality that engages you. I'm not the warmest person when you meet me because I've learned over the years to 
have a little bit of a wall there because people are full of shit. They, they think they're your friend. You know, they con you. Too much conning to get something from me that they need to get ahead in the business. So I don't trust that much. But when I met Jason after five or ten minutes, I trusted him. And I found a warmth in him and a genuine friend or, or person that I felt close to him and a friend. This is going to show up in his work. Absolutely. Believe me, when he has to be, because he's like a big boulder, you know, a big stone. When he has to be sensitive in a scene, that soft kindness is going to come through the big pile of man, and you're going to see a human being. And that's why I know he's a damn good actor. And also, you guys, he does it all. Okay, even though he looks like he can be very intimidating. Scare the shit and, out of you. He's, and he plays an intimidating person in, like, many, many, many things that he has done. He also does comedy. Oh, Chad's playing right now for everybody, like, uh, the scene from Gotham. Where he like gets his eye, his eyes are poked out, which is really creepy, oh, that's and then really she shoots nice. him in They're the poking head. Poking his eyes out, you poked his that? eyes out, and then shooting him in the head. Oh, that's yeah. nice. That, that's nice. That now look how attractive you are. You're really attractive with a hole in your head and no eyes. <laughs> yeah, Very attractive. So let's tell. So some of the TV shows that you've had roles on, because like some of these are so huge. Um, Daredevil, Gotham, the comedy, the comedy section was from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Being Human, which I think we've had some other people from that show actually on the show. He was in Blue Mountain State. We had um, Paige Kennedy on the show, who was the star, one of the stars of Blue Mountain State. Uh, Allegiance, Real Detective, Limitless, which is a great show. I don't know how well that show did, but it's a phenomenal show. Uh, Person of Interest. Um, so you've been on a lot of TV shows. Like, Do you have a TV show that was more like your favorite one out of all of them or favorite one or two? Yeah, one I loved doing was uh, the Tales of the Never-Ending Story. It was actually a take on the movie. Uh -huh. It was so cool. We shot that, um, I think it was in 2005 or four, something like that. And I played one of the villains that lived in the forest, and I was like a hero. Uh, and we, our goal was trying to get this magic sword. We finally got it, and it didn't do anything. We thought you know, it was horrible and stuff like that. And, and the cool thing about shooting that was I got to work with kids for like the whole week and bounce out of trees and stuff like that. And it was just a blast. You know? <laughs> so I mean, it was fun. I mean, getting paid to act like a kid, I mean, what's more better than that? <laughs> That's what I say every week. Listen to him. So then you I'm did my second childhood. You did a bunch of you did a bunch of movies, and one of them I haven't seen. And if you tell me it's pretty good, I want to actually go see it uh, because it's like a gangster movie. It's called Nicky Deuce. I guess it's a gangster movie comedy, though, right? And yeah, Nicky Deuce is awesome. Nikki is it Deuce, awesome? Yeah, it was uh, with all of the guys from, from the Sopranos. Uh, Sopranos, exactly. So Stephen Shripa wrote it. And then he brought all the boys on board. He brought on James before he passed. Actually, it was the second-to-last movie that he ever did. Um, then uh, Michael Imperioli was on it. Uh, Tony Sirico was on it. We had a blast. And Rita Marino. He likes Rita Marino. I love her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. I can see that. <laughs> no, Rita's crazy. She'll love fun, you know. So it's a good movie? Because like, I'm no, going to go find Rita it Marino, then if it's Rita a good Marino movie. Rita Marino is typical of the Puerto Rican people. Puerto Rican people have a personality of they jump, they dance, they go, they chee -ch 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 -ch. they're all like, and you know, macabre. Uh, Elsie Macabre is that way. Don't you love Elsie Macabre? I love Elsie Ginsburg. Elsie Ginsburg is her married name. Elsie Macabre is her a show name. And Elsie's that way. Elsie's very, you know, and, and Rita Marino is the same way. So it's a good movie. Does it stream anywhere? Do you know, does that stream anywhere? Because I want to watch that. It aired on Nickelodeon a while ago, so you'd probably be able to get it. Just gotta Google it. Or something okay. Like 
Yeah. We'll have to Google that. And then I also noticed that kind of at the more towards the beginning of your career, you had a little role in Gothica. That's yeah, that a good. That, that, did yeah. you get to meet Halle Berry? Yeah, actually, my scenes were with Halle and with Penelope. And um, right at the opening of the movie, you have them sitting in a jail cell. And that's when Penelope kind of freaks out and creates a scene. And then the guards come running in, and I'm the one that grabs Penelope and takes her down the hall through all the credits of that opening uh, sequence. That's, that is a good movie, Gothica. Yeah. It's a real like twist and turn. Have that you seen Gothica it? with Halle Berry? It's where she's like a psychiatrist or something, and yes, she gets yes, for yes. killing her husband, I yes, think, and yes, she goes yes, into prison. Yes, it's a good yes, movie. Yes, yes, I didn't know it was you because I didn't know who you were back then, but now well, I'm going to go not back. Recognize me because I had hair back then. Halle Berry won the Miss Teen Long Island contest the year before my daughter did. My daughter took the title away from Holly the following year. And everybody at the pageant said the moment they saw her, they knew she was the winner, that she was the most beautiful, charming girl and well-mannered and sophisticated. And that's why she won the Miss America teenage, whatever it was. And my daughter won it the following year for the same reasons. And I yeah. said to Leslie, I said, you know, you, you came into the same thing that Holly came into. And look what they said about Holly. They right. said the same thing about you. And my daughter now is still not married. <laughs> <laughs> so all that wonderful beauty and grace and sophistication. Oh, there's Nikki Deuce. Goes nowhere. Look. She's just saving herself for the right man, that's all. Yeah, but she better move her ass because she's going to be 100 soon. <laughs> I love it. So do you, do you like the superhero stuff? Because you're in a lot of superhero stuff. Do you, would, would that be something that you would have watched if you weren't in those shows? Would you still watch like some of that superhero stuff? Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's, uh, I usually get to play the villain, and who has more fun than the villain? You should be Lex Luthor, like in the new Superman movies. Like, you'd be a good Lex Luthor. You'd be a good anything. And I should be my agent. <laughs> yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm very happy that you're with Amy, but if anything should ever happen when you're not with Amy, give me a call. I could fix you up with Leslie. That's terrible. She's a green-eyed blonde Michelle Pfeiffer look-alike. <laughs> And oh. Grace Kelly, if you like that type. No, don't ever get rid and of wait Amy. A minute. And we'll find no, no, a, just find one of your you friends. He has know. a brother. He wait has a brother. Amy might want a guy with hair. Uh, no, Amy, you have a brother. Is he single? No, he's got. Uh, he's married, uh, divorced with kids, and now on his next relationship. Break, oh, okay. Going into the next. And divorce. we just need to find one of your cool, like, because Leslie's going to be living in New York, and since you live part time in New York, you have to just find like one of your like good looking friends. For her, that's all, and that way they can hang out as couples, <laughs> and it'll be fun. My so. daughter was very big in Hollywood, working with the uh, uh, Platinum Agency. She handled all of the affairs of Sharon Stone and all the stars. And she I worked with Sharon on a different loyalty. That was an awesome time too. Sh she liked Sharon. Sharon was very nice. You know, I Sharon. She was the classiest of all the people I've worked with. She's my favorite. I know, but she one time called Leslie and she said, because she cracked up her Rolls Royce and she wanted them to give her a new one, claiming uh -huh. that the backlight wasn't beeping. And Leslie said, Sharon, I don't know what I could do for you. And she said, well, just tell them to get the fucking car out of here and give me a new fucking car. <laughs> so she thought, she, wait, she thought she'd shake, shake my daughter up because my daughter is so sophisticated. And my daughter said, Sharon, listen up. If the fucking car isn't going to go because of the fucking whatever. So Sharon said, Leslie... And Leslie said, my dad was born in Brooklyn. We're Italian, and my father knew all the mafia. So if you don't think I know the words, babe, trust me, I know the words. <laughs> and Sharon loved Leslie for that, and they became quite close. But Leslie left the business because she couldn't t stand all the phony shit that yeah. she had to put up with, all the bullshit. This was 
not real. Paul. Actually, go back to Amy. So, how did you meet Amy? Because Amy's not actually in the entertainment business. What? No. How did you guys meet? I met her online. Did could, you really? You, what were you doing? Dirty? Like not Match.com right, right. though. No, no, no. no. It's a fitness-related uh, website. Okay. Oh, I thought you did dirty sex online. That would have made it more interesting. Yeah, I know. That would have sold big time, huh? Oh, Look yeah. Look at that, though. Look at that body on what, Hey, Chad, what is that from? Chad. Hey, Chad. You know, yes, I have to tell all of our viewers... I'm not getting a really good look at Jason because the lighting is wrong and something's wrong. He is far handsomer in person, and I'm sure wait, wait, Chad, properly Ch lighted. Chad. Yes, sir. What, what is that video clip you're playing I'm right now? I'm just playing random stuff. I wasn't instructed to play anything, so I just went out and grabbed it. Oh, I love it. I He's mean, like, you've got a body that's yeah, not. They, they were believe. playing some kind of thing where you're like without a shirt, like in a field with rocks behind you, and you look oh, like yeah, Samson. I film I did when I was living in L.A., yep. I love you it. should wear like see-through clothes. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I mean that. You, you'd be really famous. I mean, overnight you'd be a superstar. <laughs> you gotta like oh. love it. All right. So See, you, he looks better on your monitor than my monitor. That's because that's the Skype thing. This is how everybody else sees him. Oh, good. Then they see him looking handsome. Because on my, my, my monitor, he's all mushy kind of looking. <laughs> no, you look good on it. The one everybody else is seeing, you look terrific. And also, so, I, you know, I don't have my glasses. My, he mine is kind of, uh, there's too much light, but that's okay. I don't have my professional lighting here. That's okay. You all look right. terrific. So you got another movie that came out last year. And the name of the movie is Imperium, and I was uh, trying to find it. It's not on Netflix or Hulu, so I'm probably going to have to like get it on iTunes or someplace. And yes. uh, it stars awesome movie with Daniel Radcliffe. Really good, a lot of fun. Daniel Radcliffe, Tony how, how Collette, is he to work with? How's Daniel to work with? He's awesome. You know, it's funny because when I first met him, I mean, he just spoke with a regular American accent, and and I I, I forgot that he was actually British because he was so good at masking his British accent. So finally, I said, I said, you're from England, aren't you? He goes, yeah. <laughs> I go, Jesus, I would have never known in a million years. Because first of all, you love the hockey. He's a huge Ranger fan. They go to most of the games. And uh, he had absolutely no hint whatsoever of being non-American. It was unbelievable. And a, lot, a lot of them do it to keep it. And I'd never, ever worked with an actor that didn't have to look at any size whatsoever. Nothing. Didn't look at anything the whole time we shot. And he made just one mistake. And he beat himself up for like, I don't know, 10 minutes because he screwed up one line in one take. That's it. I've never seen anybody as good as him. That is so cool. You haven't seen me. <laughs> no. You make up your own lines as you go along. I, t I, t I told you that at dinner. You can never make a mistake. Did I tell you that? It you didn't? can't make a mistake when you're making up the lines. There you go. Huh? I, I, I think in my big speech when I was fighting with the girls to get her in the car to come with me because I was arresting her, uh, I think out of that entire two-minute scene speech, I used about three words that were in the script. <laughs> And that's why he never worked again. <laughs> no, no, no. The director and the, the guy that was doing the film loved it. He said, it's so real. I said, of course it is, because yeah. you didn't write it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, because I, I do a lot of that, too. I did this one thing called 19-2. Uh, it aired on, on Bravo. Uh, I think, I don't know what it's airing on right now in the States. This was up in Canada. And anyways. You're from Canada, You're from Canada right? Yeah, originally, yeah. Where are you from? Montreal. Oh, good. Great city. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Good food. Terrible weather, but good for yeah, you. Yeah, but you don't the eat summer, anyway. Summer, summer's a good, beautiful city, Montreal. Oh, yeah. Summertime is the best place. How to cold be. is it right now? Freezing. Right now, uh, it's about minus four Celsius. 
Oh my god. Which is that. actually quite mild, to be honest. Yeah, that's like way too cold. Okay. But you don't actually wait, eat wait, we though. Inter- we interrupted him. Go- I know. Go back to nineteen two. Yeah, yeah, nineteen two was a lot of fun because I got to uh, ad lib so much stuff. I was being arrested. And I was thrown in the back of the of the um, of the cruiser, and the scene was my mom was coming out with a birthday cake. It was my birthday, and we were celebrating it. I, I played a biker, and uh, we had the music blaring and everything else. So there was a disturbance call. They came and they arrested me, threw me in the back of the car, and she comes out with the cake and falls in front of the cruiser. And all of my guys are freaking out because people are trampling and this and that. And I start freaking out in the back. And I made up this whole sequence about who my mom is. And, hey, Frankie, go get my mom. Hey, what's going on over here? And then uh, one of the uh, police officers that arrested me and threw me in was a black guy. So I went off on the whole fried chicken tangent. And it was awesome, man. I was sitting in the back of the room. I'm going, come on, fried chicken, baby. Fried chicken. You want some more fried chicken? <laughs> That was dangerous. Well, I played a I played a cop from New York who was tough and went to Pittsburgh to be tougher because the yeah. people in Pittsburgh were co- softer. And there's a scene where I'm arresting this. Oh, I'm about to arrest Miss uh, Pennsylvania, by the way. You'd love her. This gorgeous, gorgeous brunette. Mag- she got a body of death too. I mean, magnificent young young girl. And I grab her by the arm and I and I had to say it my way because the script was, um, please get in the car. No, yeah. not if you're from New York. I say, Who get in the that? car. Get in the freaking car now. What? Get in the car. Did you get in the car is what I said. Get in the freaking car. And I went on and on with that. And then she turned around and she said something nasty to me because she's playing back. I said, what a freaking bitch. I can't believe it. She won't get in the freaking car. And it went. It was the yeah, best piece. It's the best part, of the, the best part of the whole stupid yeah, shitty movie. Yeah. The movie's terrible. But do you that, have wait? Do you have dogs? Like I went on your IMDb, and since you have a lot of TV shows, TV shows can't really be considered dogs. But do you have like any like indie films that you did that you're like, oh my god, like, like uh, I was just getting started, and uh, you know, like how all the famous people like they all did a horror movie, like Texas, yeah, but like I when was, Zellweger did Texas Chainsaw Massacre three or whatever, and it was wait, like I wasn't getting started, I was getting ended. I know well, you were getting ended, but ended I'm talking to him. But I'm not talking about end you. Of my career. I'm talking to him though. Like, do you have a, a film that was just like, oh my god, like uh, that was like the worst film ever? Oh my God! Of course, everybody has those. Everybody's got dogettes. Believe me. Are you kidding? Absolutely. And it's like uh, you get it and, and you watch it once, and it's like I never want to see that again. And hopefully, it never pops up. But that's you know, what we like, did with. Oh, he torches. That's like, what uh, we did with the movie he was in. I sold all my copies on eBay. Yeah. He had a heart attack. You know what bothered me, Jason? I have these group of friends that I used to have in Philadelphia. And they never saw my show. They never watched this show. They never saw any of the movies I were was in. I don't know when he was good. Yeah, (laughs) when I worked for real television, you know, the real thing. Um, I I never understood why we have friends of ours that don't like us professionally. They only like us as friends. You know, they're jealous or whatever it is. And I saw them not long ago, and the son, the little son of a bitch, said, "Oh, we rented." I won't use the name of the film. Croker. No, don't use it. <laughs> Croker. And what and what a piece of shit it was. Yeah. And it was terrible and everybody was terrible. And they never mentioned you were good. I was good or anything. So I felt it's funny how people like to put you down and goof on you and make fun of you when you do something crappy. But when you do what's worthwhile, they sort of get like, huh? Yeah. yeah. Do you find that also in your life? Well, you know, I'm not too concerned with it because I've chosen a career where, you know, 95% of your time is getting the answer no, no, no. So, you know, you got to develop thick skin and you got to just roll with the punches and because this is the business of rejection. I mean, 
There's no bigger yeah, but business. to be rejected by friends is a little more than than, than a go-see. If you're nah, going you know, to go-see, no. If it's not going to be this, it'll be something else. It's not a big deal to me. You know, I, I don't worry too much about what people say, what people think, because I know what I am and I know what I do, and that's it. You know, the rest. Oh, I feel the same way. I know that I've, I've, I'm a Wait, damn, I'm a damn to, good like, actor. Do you have to audition for like when, like when you play like these really like big guys where there's not a whole lot of people that look big and intimidating like you? Do you still have to audition? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody, I have no fear. Listen, I went to an audition last year, and one of the Sopranos, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Srico was going for a freaking audition. I was like, what? You still audition? They don't even send you I went for an audition in New York a few years ago, a few years, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And you know who was there? Uh, oh. Agent 9 from Get Smart, uh, Barbara Felden. Mm -hmm. well, he won't know who that is. He's too young. You don't know who Barbara Feldon is. Oh, I don't get smart. Get smart. Okay. Okay. The, the original TV show. And the best part was when I walked in, I started screaming and she let out with a scream because I used to do her hair 25 years prior to that. Wow. And I said, what the hell are you doing here? You're auditioning for this commercial? She said, honey, I auditioned for every commercial. I said, but you're Barbara Feldon. She said, you know, greater than I. She said, audition. That's... that's that's it was just, nice seeing her. Again. I always find that to be kind of interesting, though, for people like, like, do you have like, is there a certain actor that you like go up against against roles a lot that you know that you're I going up against? It's the uh, wrestlers these days. <laughs> oh yeah, because oh, they're yeah. the only people big enough. You know, wrestlers and former for? football players now that have become actors. Yeah. No, the actor I like because he's on the same type, the one that we watched last night, the night before. Jason Statham. Is that his name? You and Jason Statham are going to fight. For I, is Jason Statham role. short though? I think in real life, yeah, isn't he's he? Short, yeah. yeah, he's a big have, dude. Have you ever met him? Never in person, no. But you're going to have a rough time because he's going to get the roles that you're going to want. Nah, he's too little. Doesn't yeah. matter, little. He, they look alike. They're on the same type. They have that same charisma, whatever. And except the other one says fuck a lot. In every movie, he does about forty-five. Actually, fucks. we have another guy we had on the show, and he has he has hair, but he's really big. I think he's pretty big. He's big in horror, though. He mostly does horror movies. Horror, but his not horror. Horror movies, horror. whatever. Horror. How do you say horror? Horror. Horror. Okay. Uh, Jimmy says horror. His name's Paul Logan. He has a movie that he did called The Horde that was like number one on Amazon for – I mean number one on iTunes for horror movies. It was in like an indie film where he's like the hero who saves you know from the like mongoloid people killing everybody. But but uh, he's a lot like you though. I don't know if he's as tall as you but he's like really big and muscular like yeah. you are too. We, we had a very famous uh, horror movie actress on our show. I forgot who she was. And Jimmy was introduced. Amanda Weiss. Amanda Weiss. Wiss. 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 And he's introducing her. And she's the, the leading whore, whore in movie. <laughs> leading whore? It. It's hard because, you know, it's so close. It's like, you know, when you say someone plays piano. <laughs> I mean, right. He's a good pianist. Yeah, we had her he's on from the Florida. Show. We had her on the show, and before she started talking about the movies that she's he's in, he's like, "I don't like horror movies." I saw the movie with the guy with the claws, which he was talking about Nightmare on Elm where they kill the girl and she in the know. bed, and she comes flying out, you know, in the bed and everything, and she's like, "Yeah, that was me." Oh, I, I, I <laughs> love, you know, I love that one scene because I never get frightened. I'm from Brooklyn. What frightens me? Nobody. I mean, I've had guns pointed at me, you know, from friends, so it doesn't frighten me. And that scene frightened funny. me. And out of all the movies, and I've seen very few, 
I picked that one, and I said, and when she was the star. Of arm it. came through the mattress to grab that girl. She said, "That was me." I said, "Holy shit!" So who's your? Who's like the way? Okay, so like you've been because you've worked with a lot of cool people, and you have another film I, I wanted that looked kind of like interesting called Tallulah with uh, Ellen Page and Alice and Jenny, which yeah. I don't know. Is, is that, that one? Is that one about Tallulah Bankhead? No, uh, that's uh, a really interesting movie. That one. Um, I played um, a guy from the south, and I was in this bar, and we were playing pool, and then Ellen comes in, and uh, she steals our whiskey bottle off our pool table and takes off with it, and I take off after her, so then she jumps into this van, and then I'm running after her, after the van, and yelling at her, and I got to go off on that, too. That was a lot of fun. I got to pick up all kinds of things, man. You want to talk about some interesting things that came out of my mouth? Holy <laughs> moly. So we'll have to watch great. it just well, to see that. Listen to me. What are you going to do? Chase her and go, oh, heck, gosh, darn. <laughs> yeah, heck, exactly. Look at her. She ran away with our booze. Oh, me, oh, my, yeah. heck. You know, and that's... I like this Tennessee hick, you know, and all of a sudden I'm going to start talking like I came from Princeton, you know? Well, Can no, you, you can't. You're going to say, you know, <laughs> give me that... I would have said, hey, you cunt, give me that fucking bottle before I break your head with it. <laughs> oh, Brooklyn. <laughs> so, so who, if you could like, who's like, who's like on your bucket list? Like out of all the people in Hollywood, pick a male and a female. If you could like have somebody that you'd be like, oh my God, I'd really love to be in a movie and work with this person. Who, who's your male and female that you think would be great to work with? Robert De Niro, for sure. There you go. Robert De Niro. Funny you should say that. I didn't expect that. Okay, and who's the girl? Robert De Niro. I that's, love Robert That's De Niro. very interesting because Robert De Niro uh, has a sense of acting that no one else has. I love him. He's, okay, and who's the female? I never met him. I would like to one day. I like I, it because he's so diverse. Tribeca Grill. He's, he owns the place. Where? The Tribeca, Tribeca Grill. Tribeca Grill? Yeah, but he's not in there serving. What do you think? He's making pizza? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Have you met him? No. I've not okay. met him. Okay, no. okay. So who's the female that you want to like work with? I've been with? to that grill, by the way. <laughs> oh, did we freeze? We froze. Uh, uh, Hang no, on there a minute, Jason. Uh, he's there, he's there. Susan Sarandon. I got that out of that, even though that was very muddled. Is that Susan who you said, Susan Sarandon. Sarandon? I love Susan Sarandon. Another interesting character I would not have thought you would want to work with. I got you. I'm not frozen. Yeah, okay. Susan Sarandon is someone I would not want to work with because if we're in a two-shot, nobody's yeah, looking at me. Yeah, she's a great actress. Yeah, no, nobody's going to look at me or hear me. They're all going to be eyes on her. Um, Those are two people that you've picked who've done a super wide variety, though. They do comedy. They do drama. They do like they, they pretty much have done everything. You know, it's well, very they're, well-rounded. They're, they're actors. Yeah, they're very well-rounded. Yeah, they're, like, they're called actors. I love that movie, The Intern, that Robert De Niro did with Anne Hathaway, and I've seen it like 30 times. He gets tired of me because like, he's like, turn it off because I love it. There's just something about that film that I like the a lot. The only thing that I would discuss with De Niro if I met him in private would be, why is it when you made that film where you went to the psychiatrist's office, you repeated this? I ain't no fag. What do you think? I'm a faggot? I'm no fag. Hey, oh, I'm no fag. And I thought to myself, if we had said the N-word, there would have been lines outside of picketers. Mm -hmm. But yet it's okay to say I ain't no fag and ain't, you know, to be illiterate. Um, I was very offended by that. And I'm never offended by film because film is part of reality. Yeah. But I thought it was overly 
overdone. Once would have been enough. To repeat it, I'm no fag, I'm no fag, I'm no fag, I'm no fag. We got the point, you're no fag. Now I'm starting to suspect you are a fag <laughs> because thou protest too much. Right, you know, right. those those men that say, oh, I ain't gay, I don't like fags, they're the ones that cruise Macy's bathroom, <laughs> you know. <laughs> cruise Macy's. Is Amy, is Amy sitting by you? No, she's in the other room. Can she, she hear go, you? Go, go get Amy. Call her and I Tell her to come in. Her. We only have three minutes. Tell her to come yeah. in and say hi to us. Okay. Amy. Amy, come in nude. <laughs> no, don't come in nude. Come in nude. <laughs> you got to like love it. Show everybody that body. She's got a body right like there? She has a cat's body. She doesn't. She has no makeup. No, she doesn't want to come. She has no makeup. <laughs> I bet. That's okay. She's what mad is, at me because I was she, trying to fix up with my daughter. Here she is. There we go. Hey, <laughs> look beautiful. At that, look at that. As, as we used to say in Brooklyn, look at that piece of ass. What a knockout <laughs> she is. Look at that bod. Is she not gorgeous? Hi. How are you? you no, know, Jason. I throw a net over. I throw a net over her. How are you? Is everything good? I'm a little sick today. What's the matter, honey? Oh, that's no what, good. what do you got wrong? Uh, just to, like Larry, I have the sexy voice. Everybody that went to that macabre festival is sick. Ed, my friend Ed, the actor, he's still dying. Everybody's got fever, vomiting, and, and sick. Did Plus, you you're at sick? minus four degrees. Hmm? I, I, I got almost sick, but I, I kind of like cut it right beforehand. Yeah. I, I never get sick. I put on a happy face. I sing and dance with a broom like Fred Astaire. And I, <laughs> uh, uh, in high heels. So, and I'm fine. <laughs> so listen, we have to do a plug for his business because we have two businesses. Yes. So first of all, you guys, if you want to try to look like these two who are like so incredibly toned and built... She's beautiful. Um, and you live too. in New York City, or you have a lot of money to fly him to you someplace. You can check out Body by Jason. Is there a uh, is there a website for Body by Jason? Bodybyjason.com. There you go, Bodybyjason.com, and you can look like these two. They are so phenomenal West looking. Jason. There you go. Now, Jason, do you work on her body? I mean, do you work on her body in a uh, physical sense? <laughs> constantly. I, I could believe the constantly. <laughs> Look at, look at her. She's got a good bust, too. Look at the bust on her. She's busty. <laughs> look at that. In her white sweater. Lana, so, Tur Lana Turner in the white sweater. So, you guys, listen up. Go to bodybyjason.com. Follow at Jason Finney, at bodybyjason, both on Twitter. Um, if you want to follow Amy. Amy, what's your, you're on Instagram because I follow you. What is your Instagram? I forgot. Um, Amy J NYC. Amy J NYC. You want to definitely go support Jason and all his works. Go on IMDb, see everything he's being in, and watch it. For sure, you want to see Imperium. They say it's a really, really good movie about white supremacy. So, like, I think it's going to be a, a interesting. Wait till Small Crimes comes out with Nikolai Costa Wadao. That's coming out this summer. That's going to be awesome. When we move to Palm Springs, we're moving to a very, very gorgeous house. And we would love very much for you to come to our home for dinner, and I will cook you Italian food. Uh -huh. And I'll have some of our other celebrity friends over so we can have a big party. We'll give you all that info when we when we get the address. We, I have the address, but we don't own it yet. All right, so we got to go, everybody. So Jason, oh, Amy, Jason, we want to thank you guys so much. It was such a pleasure meeting you. So happy to know you, and we will definitely be in touch. And anytime you have anything to promote, let us know. Chad, thank you so much. And, and everybody, Amy, wait, Amy, please invite us to the wedding. No, we will. <laughs> Even if I'm 98 or 99, I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Superstar Bye, Jason Finney, everybody. Thanks. Love you, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll take you out to Jimmy Stars. He'll dress you right. You'll feel like a star. We'll hook you up.
Gonna get late tonight. You need you. 